Welcome to Deed and Truth, a podcast where we explore loving God and loving our neighbors, not just in word, but also through actions, with the Bible as the source and standard of truth. I'm Tommy Morris. I'm your host. And joining me again for the second week in a row is my friend, Joey Rivette. Hey, man. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, man. Glad you're back. So Joey and I last week kind of laid the foundation of our relationship with Christ and specifically the love relationship. And we we looked at God's love for us. That was what we looked at first. And with that, understanding that we love him only because he loves us right. first. Right. And so we had to look at that first. This week, we're going to look at the other part of that, which is our love for God. So in the Gospels, a few different ways that it's worded, but Mark 12, 30 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Uh, we also see this uh, in Luke and in Matthew. This was Jesus's response to someone who was challenging him, trying to kind of trick him on uh, in regards to the Ten Commandments, and which one was the greatest one. And Jesus sums up the Ten Commandments through this, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second like into this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself, which we will be talking about in another episode. But for the first half of that, Joey, is, is this Jesus giving us kind of a list of ways to love him? Yeah, you know, it's easy to look at it and go, hey, there's a there's a checklist. Okay, so all my heart, all yeah. my soul, check. I got that one down. All <laughs> my mind, okay, and my strength. And which one do I need to work on more? Mm. You know, should I work on my heart more? Or, right, you know, yeah. And, 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 you know, <laughs> yeah. And, and, no, uh, you know, I, uh, I've heard it not to use a you know, gambling reference here, but I've heard, you know, I've heard and my son <laughs> oh, actually said, you know, I've, I've pushed all my chips in on Jesus. So everything I have, everything I am all about me because of the love that he loved us first. And we talked yeah. about that in the last episode. I'm all in on Jesus, you know, and, I, and yeah. that really rang with me. And I don't, I'm not a gambler. I'd be terrible at it, but <laughs> I could, yeah, you know, <laughs> but to think about everything I am is about Jesus because without him, He's the one that gives me worth. Without him, I'm destined to, you know, a life separated from God. And so, yeah, he's not giving us a list to check off. He's just saying, be all about God. And whatever yeah. that looks like, he gives us some examples. Love your neighbor as yourself. That's very broad. Mm. What does that mean? Because I really love myself. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really broad swipe. I mean, and it may look different for different people, but it's just a, a full commitment to Jesus. So prior to truly coming to Christ... I would read this and I would look at it the way you just described it. Like, right. which area am I not loving God well enough in? How do I get my mind to love God more? I got to I got to think about it more. And you know, I'd look at all the verses about the mind. Think on these things, whatever is true, whatever is just, or you know, bring every thought captive. And I would hyper focus on those because it was like, okay, I'm not loving God well enough in this area. And I would compartmentalize it, you know, and I would even like do somewhat of a study and have all these subcategories under each one of like areas of my life. What are my strengths and what is my mind? What are my thoughts? What am I struggling with? And, and I became just really hyper-focused on each one individually and categorizing it in this compartmentalized way. Well, I mean, that totally goes with a work-based salvation, you know, all these yeah. things that I've got to do, you know, and, and this is seven habits of highly effective people, you know, whatever, you know, yeah. if I just do these things, God will be pleased with me. Right. And that's just so not what we're called to do. And that was it. The place I was in in my life was a place where I was focused on what are the things I can do to earn God's favor? Mm. How do I get God to like me? Just 
completely throwing out everything we talked about from the last episode of how God loves us. <laughs> and here I am trying to like muster up, can I just get God to like me? Can I get him to show me some favor? I have to do these things. Well, I have In to, that, are you ever yeah. satisfied? Is there ever any no. satisfaction? Yeah, there's never any no. satisfaction in God where you can just rest in him. You're constantly battling your flesh yeah. going, I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that. There's never a time where you go, okay, got it. I'm no. good. You know? This is never enough. Yeah. It never will be ever. Yeah. It never could be. It never could be. So, man, truly coming to Christ and truly understanding his love for us and and what we are called to in loving him uh, was so freeing. Oh, yeah. So freeing. For sure. So, so yeah, as you said, this is this is really uh, just a way of saying for us to, to love him with everything, all that we are, all that we have, all that we do, everything, like you said, all in. Yeah. All in. So, yeah, and his commentary on Mark, uh, R.C. Sproul wrote, Loving God with one's entire heart means loving him from the very root of our being. That loving God with one's entire soul means loving him passionately, not in a tepid manner. That loving God with all of one's strength means loving him with all the power we can muster. And that loving him with all of one's mind means loving him by studying his ways and his character as revealed in his word. So even in R.C. Sproul's breakdown of each area it is still this very all-encompassing way like that last one right it's loving him with our mind is studying his word and how he and his character are revealed through scripture right that loving him in our strength is all the power we can muster everything i mean he's still he's just kind of doubling down on the fact that it's just putting everything into it everything that we are everything that we yeah, R.C.'s first book I ever read was The Holiness of God, and he just has such a yeah. high view of God, and it gave me yeah. a great picture of who God is. God's revealed himself to us through Scripture. You know, there's so many more things about God we don't know, yeah. and He's cho- what he's chosen to reveal to us in Scripture is just so it's so vast. And then, you know, just that, that helped me see God in, 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 I don't want to say mm. in a different way. Reading Scripture helps me see God in a different way, but the way he put it, just the high view of God and my, yeah. my, I don't want to say a low view of myself. We talked about worthiness in the last episode, but the way he words that really is all in. So I want to kind of look at some aspects of what love looks like. Like, what does love for God look like? A quote from Charles Spurgeon says, Love for God is obedience. Love for God is holiness. To love God and to love man is to be conformed to the image of Christ, and this is salvation. So there are some elements there uh, that I want to talk about specifically because I, th- I think that they get brought up often. And one of them is that very first statement, love for God is obedience, right? The first part of Charles Spurgeon's statement. And we often go to the verse, John 14, 15, that says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments, mm-hmm. right? And we look at that in terms of obedience. But a lot of times we have these maybe preconceived notion of what obedience is or what it looks like, or even why why we do it. So you had some thoughts uh, that we were kind of talking offline about. I want you yeah, to share. Yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, when we think from a worldly standpoint of obedience, we look at re- risk-reward, you yeah. know, and, and I think about, I, I've used the example before of the shock collar I have for my dog and why my dog is obedient to me. You mm. know, there's, for one, he either wants the reward that I'm going to give him if he does something right, or he's trying to avoid the pain that may come from me pushing mm. that button, um, which I don't try, I try not to, <laughs> don't, yeah, I don't You're want, so cruel. I don't want people to think I'm cruel because, <laughs> you know, so we, we like to put God in that same kind of box where, you know, obedience to God is 
I want God to be happy with me, so I'm going to do the right thing. Or, very similarly, I don't want God to be upset with me and punish me, so I'm going to be obedient. So, one or the other. And so, we like to let the world creep in on what obedience means. And and this is not at all what Scripture is saying when it says obedience. This is obedience out of love, out of a desire to do and to please because of our just view of God and how much yeah. we love God. And I want I want God, I want to do the right thing for God because I love him and because mm. he loves me versus I don't want God to, to be mad at me I don't, mm. or, or I want God to be happy with me. And if, yeah. you're, if you're in that, you know, that cycle, man, how do you ever? Right. <laughs> I don't get yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I've been stuck in that cycle, right? I mean, just kind of what I was sharing just, just a minute ago, right? It's kind of in that same respect where I'm, either trying to earn God's favor, earn the treat, kind of per se, like yeah. as you would say, like a dog, or you know, just trying to stave off his wrath on me or judgment or, well, if I do obedience, God will give me good things. If I don't, he'll get he'll send bad things my way. Right, yeah. Right, he's this punitive God who's just waiting for me to do something so he can send whatever, <laughs> some kind of turmoil or, or stress or, or, you know, or whatever punishment my way, just waiting to punish me. And it is really just a twisted view of a child and father's relationship. Well, you, you throw out grace, you throw out mercy, you throw yeah. out all those attributes of God who makes God God and not us, right? I mean, he's perfect. And, you know, we live our life looking at him like he's us, you know, yeah. like, and <laughs> yeah, right. You know, or, you know, God is like us and God's not like us. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's, that's obvious. He's God and we are not. And so we like to think <laughs> yeah. he thinks like us, you know I mean? That's yeah. Like, I mean, very if I want to train somebody, even my child, you know I mean? I do it imperfectly. Uh, God does it perfectly. You know, right. you know, so our obedience, when we want our children, we punish them for doing the wrong thing. I mean, just yeah. same thing, you know, you, you do your risk reward kind of thing yeah. to, to train them, but God's yeah. not trying to train us in that way. Right. You know, train us in righteousness, you know, right. and perfectly. So, yeah, obedience can definitely be misunderstood in so many ways. And even yeah. among believers, right, you know, and, and we can get that so wrong where instead of it being a just a desire to love him with mm-hmm. all we are, like R.C. Sproul said, and like it says in Scripture, with everything we got, that's yeah. what obedience is. And, you know, you mentioned what does it look like, you know, and, and he goes on to say, you know, and love your neighbors. That's part of that mm. commandment. Yeah. You know? So we love God by how we love one another. That's how yeah. we display, how we manifest our love yeah. is, you know, being obedient to God and loving one another in that way. And yeah. that reflects on the father, you know, is, and so that takes all those checklists out again. <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, what is it? Um, they'll, they'll know your love for the father by the love that we show one another. Yeah. Um, they'll know that you're my disciples. Yeah. How you love one another. That, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it really is. I mean, that's a, a good test as, as you mature and you grow, the reasons for obedience will, will change, right? It's out of respect. It's out of, of love. It's no longer always out of fear, you know? And yeah. I think that's, I think it's the thing is like our obedience is because we love God. Yeah. Not to try to earn some love relationship with him. Like it's it's like we love and because we love now we will be obedient. It's part of that fruit. Like we are displaying that fruit. So also in in looking at love, beyond obedience, there is I would say passion and emotion involved. Yeah, I want to be careful with this. You know, a lot of times even in in relationships with one another and dating or, or marriage or what have you, relationships Love can sometimes get clouded by emotion. Uh, we may think something is love because of an emotional 
mm. high we feel. We talked before that love is sacrificial. Yeah. Right. And so an emotion, you can have an emotion without any sacrifice. Without any, yeah. Absolutely. Right. Like, yeah. like it doesn't really cost anything to have an emotion. However, to say that we love someone, be it our spouse, or to say that we love God and try to act like there's no emotion or passion behind that, I mean, that's preposterous to me. Yeah. I mean, I, I just think that passion follows that. So one of the examples that we talked about and we saw in Scripture was Mary washing the feet of Jesus. Mm. You know, we see the story of Mary who busted in. Was it a Pharisee's house, right? It's the yeah. Pharisee's house that Jesus was having dinner, and she fell weeping at his feet, cleaning her tears off and the dirt dust off with her hair. I'd say there's some emotion behind that. So you read emotion in that when you read scripture? You don't see an yeah, emotion I, in that? Absolutely. <laughs> no, I, I think it's important. What you said was, you know, emotion and passion follow. So, you know, when you lead with emotion and passion, then you yeah. can go in many directions. Right. But I, I'm like you. I find it really hard to, to love God with all I have, with everything mm-hmm. I have, and there not be some emotion like Mary. Right. Some, and it doesn't have to be crying all the time. I'm a crier, you know this. I'm, I'm a sympathy crier. Even we may have shed some tears going over this information, possibly. Yeah. But you know, there should be some emotion and some. If nothing else, you should see the joy whenever I, you you meet people and you've met people like this that just yeah. you know. And then there's different personalities. There's some people who don't just exude joy. Yeah. But when you have the love of Christ in you, and you mm-hmm. know, and you truly recognize the love of God and what He's done for you, yeah. and for your family, for those yeah. you love, and you can. see see him working i mean you can't help but be emotional right whether it whether it be tears or just happiness just a, a, a joy i hate to say happiness too because that can go in different directions right but the, just this internal joy of peace with the father and having this reconciliation is just it can be overwhelming at times and it's it's, yeah. it's easy but we do have to be very careful like you said agree you know, that that can't be the leading oh well because they were emotional right then they must they're experiencing something here, right? The Holy Spirit's yeah. working, right? And that's and that's where I think the Western church a lot of times can go astray a bit. Yeah. Um, I mean I've experienced that myself, right? Where if there wasn't a certain level of emotion for me in the service, mm-hmm. then that apparently meant that I wasn't as close to God. I somehow I was I was not experiencing the Holy Spirit. Because if I were, there would be some it would invoke some emotional response that was very noticeable. And sometimes we tie that and the emotion to those kind of things. I mean, even I would say even just hearing a regular sermon preached, if, if it makes us feel good emotionally, if we emotionally feel good, we will walk out going, great sermon, pastor. Yeah. Not so much maybe if it's convicting, right? <laughs> like if, if the emotions aren't so positive, you know, we may not be so... So uplifting of the pastor. Yeah. <laughs> what and in, share, and in the modern church, not even the sermons, it's about the worship music, right? You, you right. You get into, well, the music was good and it right. made me feel good. And I got excited right. because of what the word, the, the music was doing in me. Then yeah. there's something there. And that can lead you in many yeah. wrong directions. What, you know, versus looking at the words and what do the words say about Jesus? Right. You know? and, and that right there is where the, the truth that we're speaking. Yeah. And then. Obviously, like I mentioned, I, I can get emotional, but it's really more when I think about God's love and God, right. what he's done. That's, but that's also my personality, too. So you have yeah. to be very careful to, to, <laughs> to not look at others. And, I, and I'm guilty right. just to look at others and go, well, you know, how can they not be just exude mm. that? And, and I need to check myself sometimes. You know, I will say, I mean, I've asked, you know, like looked at myself because I've seen, I've seen you stand in front of the church and, 
And as you're sharing about God's love or his grace or forgiveness, and I've seen you tear up over that and, and, and have to kind of fight it back and choke it back Just as you become you're, a blubbering idiot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've done that once or twice. But I mean, it's, I've seen that. And then, and then I specifically remember when I got baptized and Stephen C walked up to me and oh. he just had tears in his eyes and he couldn't even speak. I mean, he was, he was so just overcome by the work that God had done in my life and saving me. And he was so happy. And I was just like, wow, like to love God and to love the work of God so much that you're in tears and you're speechless. And I was just like, God, how do I love you like that? How do I love you where I am just so in awe of you that I can't even speak, that I'm overcome by emotion? Not the emotions driving anything, but that I'm so overcome by emotion as a result of that love for him and the love to see his work in others. Man, you, know? you got me tearing up just hearing that. <laughs> you got to stop. Yeah. No, I, you know, and I've experienced that too, especially with people you know and you've just walked life with. When you see them yeah. come to know Christ, it can be a hugely emotional thing, but it's not not emotion in that, oh, I'm just so glad that you come to know Christ and your right. life's going to be good. It's like, man, God chose you. God brought you into the fold, and it's just such a powerful gift you know, and, and to yeah. see God working. So, I'll, I mean, I'll be honest, almost every baptism I see, <laughs> I get tearful. I mean, I, you, I just, I'm just, yeah. yay God, you know, it just yeah. makes me want to stand up and scream and go, thank yeah. you, Jesus, for saving another, yeah. you know, especially people I know, you know, in our church, you know, when you see baptisms, man, it's good stuff. I mean, man, yeah. And it's, I, I, so I think God has started to answer my prayer. I, I mean, when God saved me last, what year, almost two years ago, truly saved me out of religiosity and all the things I thought were, were were salvation and what I thought was a relationship with him. God has changed my heart so much and softened my heart so much. And it's because when I see, when I see it in somebody else, I am reminded of the work that God did in me. And I'm like, wow, like you, you did that for me. Yeah. I mean, I didn't deserve this. You know, I, deserved wrath i deserved hell and yet the same way you just extended grace to that person you you did that for me like that's amazing and to know that somebody else that god is extending that grace to them as well and they are coming into that same thing and the and just it's it's more than just like i'm so glad that god (laughs) saved you i'm so glad you're a christian now like it's truly thinking through being saved from depravity and from god's wrath and into a relationship with him and what all that entails that is just it's overwhelming it's so powerful yeah i just don't know how it doesn't drum up some level of emotion yeah to think god literally transformed somebody's heart right in front of you you know and just he gave him life and eternity and yeah (laughs) it's it's uh it's overwhelming and like you said and it does make you reflect on your own you know and and, and go god thank you you know just thank you for what you've done in in them and in me and that we can we can be family together it's just it's it's awesome yeah and then and then truly seeing that and understanding that makes you want to be obedient and it causes you to have emotion so these things that we talk about in loving god with our whole heart soul mind and strength is not it's not that these are the driving things these are the the results of our love for him out of our love for him we obey his commands we have a desire 
for his word. We have a desire to to know more about him and his character. And we want we want to dig in. Like it's like, what else? Man, what else? Like this is this is amazing. And I mean, I've I've had my mind blown just going back and starting to reread the old testament and seeing Jesus in it. Yeah. Right? Like I'm just like, wow, like I'm completely blown away at how God laid it all out just so smoothly and how it everything pointed to jesus everything pointed to this ultimate act of love and it's just it leaves you in amazement and the results are obedience the results are this love and this passion and this desire for him and and a hunger for his word and for his truth yeah i had the the opportunity to preach where jesus after the resurrection was on the road to Emmaus and he's explaining to these guys, you know, mm. the old Testament and pointing out all the things in the old Testament that point to him, you know, and it, it, as I prepared that sermon and, and just got to really go, you know, I don't know what Jesus said because it doesn't tell us exactly, right. but you know, he yeah. had to go, look here, this was me. I, were, yeah, I fulfilled all these prophecies. Look here. That was me. Yeah. That was me, you know, and just imagining those guys mind being blown, you, just, yeah. you know, and just thinking about how, you know, how did they miss it? Don't let that be true of me, Father. Don't right. let me miss you. Right. <laughs> you know, don't let me. Because, you know, I think about the Jews mm. of the Old Testament, how they had a zeal for God, how yeah. they had emotion. They had love for God. Yeah. But they missed Jesus, you know, because they were looking for something else. Yeah. They were looking for this specific thing. But we look back and go, oh, it was so clear yeah. about the Old Testament. Don't yeah. let me miss you, Jesus. Yeah. Let me let me be open to you. And that's part of that, you know, just submitting myself to him, not, not in what? I want because mm. I don't. You know, what I want is so limited. What I when I think of God, my my mind can only go so far. I want you, and uh, I don't want to be like that. And so I just want to open my keep my hands open. We've talked about that um, the last couple of weeks, even in our yeah. church, about keeping our hands open to what God has for us, and mm. everything we have is His. You know, and that's yeah. part of it. And that's good. I, I'm glad you said it that way. When you think about if loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is loving Him with everything, it's. That I like what you said, like I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. I don't as soon as we try to start categorizing or checklisting, we run the risk of missing something. Yes. Because our mind is so finite and God's ways are not our ways and, and his mind is is infinite, his ways in how we can love him or what he does in our life and that can be so far beyond what our feeble minds can even begin to know or make a list of it's overwhelming yeah it's completely overwhelming but it's amazing it is amazing we serve an amazing god we definitely do and i'm thankful that he loved us so that we can love him and i'm excited to go further and look into how that extends to our love for one another because i think if we truly can remember i mean just really keep in mind god's love for us and what it means to love god it will change the way we love one another yes so any final thoughts on, on us loving God? No, man, you successfully got me crying over here. Uh, <laughs> and, and just uh, I thank you for the opportunity to just talk. Man. Yeah. Love it. man, I, I really did feel like if you didn't cry at least once tonight, then... <laughs> you didn't do your job. I mean, did we really, did, <laughs> did we really talk about this? <laughs> like, so, But yeah, I mean, so I was successful in not crying, but maybe a little bit. <laughs> We're not a video. So, but man, because it's just, it's so heavy to think about God loving us and us trying to love him back. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you can't do it perfectly. You yeah. know, it's just, it's impossible. No. So thank God for his grace and thank God for his yeah. mercy. Thank God for his love that covers all of that, you know? And yeah. 
love, his love covers a multitude of sin as well as our love, right? Uh, Yes. Because we definitely are imperfect when it comes to that. Just so much to work on, but that's overwhelming, but you just can't let it be a a stumbling block that, you know, I'm not worthy, so I can't do it. You know, it's easy to to fall in that pit. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, we do our best, and, you know, it also, he put us together with other believers to help one another. Right. You know, and that's what I've been convicted of, of the community. When he says love one another, you know, that's part of the community that God, the church that God's given us so that, you know, we are so much more powerful when we're, we are multiplied, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. Thanks for coming back and joining me. Yeah, man. Man. Thanks for having me. I'm going to bring you back yeah. in the future. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. Man, I look forward to it. Loved it. Keep your ringer on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in every Monday as I have a special guest in the studio to talk with me about what it is to love God and love our neighbors in both deed and in truth. And check us out every Friday for a new episode of Freestyle Friday. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode. Leave us a review and go ahead and share the podcast with your friends. You can also check us out online at deedandtruthpodcast.com and you can connect with us on social media. We're on Twitter at deed underscore truth and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. YouTube by searching the Deed and Truth podcast. All right, until next time.